Hey, my beautiful Locker May babes. It's your host, Rian, and y'all know what y'all tuned into. A welcome back episode of Girls Locker Room. Yes, I am back. I have decided to jump on in and just record, honey. Just start this thing back up. So, I decided a few months ago, I think about a month or two ago, to give recording a break just to get my mental back together and to figure out where I wanted to be with recording, to look at how I've been doing with it. You know, everybody has to have like a sit down moment with themselves and what they're doing. And I decided to have that. Um, I was going through a couple of changes with like work and ups and downs with like personal stuff and I just it wasn't the time to record and fully give my all, especially if I was second guessing everything going on around me. And we'll get a little bit more into that during the topics. But I just want to say that it feels good to be in front of this mic, to be recording, to be doing what I love. Um, I miss it dearly. Um, you never really understand what's your therapy and what's not until you stop doing it. And I can definitely say that. Recording is definitely my therapy, and it was something that I should have never stopped doing. Um, but I think I definitely needed that mental break to figure out where I was and where I was doing and what I wasn't giving attention to and what I was giving too much attention to. And I feel like I've done that. So with that being said, I am super, super happy to be here, super happy back to be in front of the mic. And I still got some things cooking up with the show and what I with my brand and what I'm trying to do but we're gonna start with baby steps so like I said we'll get into more of that during the topics but I just wanted to state why I went ahead and decided if you are not following my social medias um, but if you are you already knew that I was taking a break and I had decided to put a pause on everything so I'm back, um, taking it one day at a time, taking it one week at a time. Yes, back to our weekly scheduled programming because I now have a schedule that is going to allow me to do that. I dropped the bar since the last time I talked about what I was doing. Um, I'm still in medicine, still in the medical field at a job that I really think that I love. Um, not to say that I didn't love my past jobs, but something about this this group here, it just, we mellow and it's really one big machine, one big team, one part get left out and it's it's a wrap so um we all bring different strengths to the table and it's just it's kind of good to find like a team that you really feel like a team with not just one of the many or one of the numbers so that makes me feel so much better um I mean I've kind of been overwhelmed with the amount of support that I've got at work uh, I've I've been at a job that was very supportive in terms of like team and management but this one is a little different because I work with students. I work with um, docs who have just graduated out of med school, um, who is getting their footing in their field. So that's a little different working with doctors who are in their residency program. Um, I feel like if you ever like are in, if you're in medicine and you want to see the good in medicine and you want to see people like really wanting to know what they're doing and actually help probably working with some residents is probably the best way to do it. You're going to see some mistakes, of course. Um, not like bad life-altering life mistakes. I don't want to say that to scare nobody, but you're going to see like some mistakes in terms of like, um, like um, just them second-guessing themselves or them needing guidance from like older doctors and them learning from that because um, they're never alone. 
Like when you when you think about going somewhere, you find out there's residents more than there is like doctors who've been doing it for years. Know that there are doctors around that have been doing it for years, so they're never alone. Um, so that's for that's been fun. Like I said, I decided to drop the bar. The bar was cool. Um, it was good money. Um, great way to socialize and network and, you know, meet other people because that's how I met my boss. <laughs> my current boss was at the bar. So, uh, but it, it just, it was a toxic environment after a while. It was just, I hated going there. And when I feel like I started to, I start to hate a job, I got to let it go. And it's, it's been something that I've been doing. I have never stressed myself out when it came to work because yes, I know bills need to be paid, but I need to be comfortable when I'm making my money to pay my bills. So, there's that. So that's what I've been up to um, for the past couple of months, just changing some things, changing direction. And no, my walk has not been great. And no, I'm not at that point where I can come back and be like, yes, girl, it's sunshine and rainbows over here. And now I'm going to tell you a how-to, how you can heal too. No, we're still working. Healing does, healing does not have a time limit on it. Um, getting yourself together doesn't have a time limit on it. It's a constant progress. There's ups and downs. There's good days. There's bad days. There's days that you like starting to think too much. Days where you don't think at all. Trust me, it is definitely a progress. Um, I went back to the gym, and then my mind got a little foggy, and I haven't been back yet. So I'm trying to get back on track with that. But, but yeah, that's where I've been for the past couple uh, months, just trying to get a grip on life. So, um, I just want to get into checking updates. I don't really have nothing too crazy for checking updates. Um, as we all know, Astro World is is being discussed, and as of as of today, I do know a hundred lawsuits have been filed. Um, if you're not familiar with Astro World, or you're not someone that's been online, Astro World um, is a festival that Travis Scott throws. Other performers perform. This year, there were um, about 70,000 people at the festival. They only expected, they expected 75,000, I believe. But they only, I think they just didn't think the tickets were going to sell as fast as they did. Something or another. Um, there wasn't adequate security, adequate medical, uh, medics, EMTs, or anything like that at the concert. So things just got a little hairy. So Live Nation and Travis Scott have been sued. There have been over 300 injuries, 11 deaths. So it's it's crazy, um, it's insane, and it's it's. I feel like it's gonna have a. I feel like the effects of the Astro World Festival will have a ripple effect on every concert in the nation. Um, I do believe that we should change festival format anyway. I've never been to one, but I've seen like pictures and heard stories and stories of people like being stolen from, pickpocketed. Um, I've heard a couple people from Coachella say they felt like things were in their drinks and stuff like that. Like, it's just, you get that with any high volume area, like concert and thing like that. I've only been to like smaller outside venue concerts, but them seat, but them concerts, venues had seats. Um, and for the most part, I go to indoor ones cause yeah, I've been on the floor at concerts before, and I'm not a fan, so you won't ever see me trying to get close to the stage. It's crazy. People wind up leaving their seats and rushing the stage, so it's not it's not not normal for, it's not unusual for people to storm the stage, because that's natural, especially if it's your favorite performer, but it's still dangerous nonetheless, so I don't like floor seats. I've done that once, and it's just not 
it's not something you really want to do. It looks cool and glamorous, but it's it's just not. It's not all that it's cracked up to be. So, um, so I hope the people who were injured um, are getting some help because PTSD is real. Um, hope they're getting some therapy and, you know, the people who have lost friends or friends were injured and they weren't, hope you're healing because guilt is really a thing. And rest in peace to those who have lost their lives. Like, the, I think the youngest age was 10 and the oldest was 27. So, I, I, young nonetheless. Everybody in the scenario is young. So, so yeah, that's the only check-in update that I have thus far. So, I want to just jump right on into the topics because this has been something that I've been doing for a while and I have to stop. And I just want to talk about it because it's something that I'm truly working on. So um, social media brings weird things. And the first weird thing is pocket watching. Now that I don't do. But pocket watching is definitely a thing. And I feel like social media has had something to do with it. Um, People are always seeing what other people are buying, what they're not buying, what they're wearing what they're not wearing what where they eat how much they spend like it's a thing now to post your tickets and your bills at the restaurant um I know people who are posting receipts when they buy stuff and it's just like you don't have to validate social media and then people who are watching other people live their lives you don't have to pocket watch what they're doing and I think that is so it's odd it's very, very odd to me that people do that. So, it's very odd that people do that. Especially when, you know, you just people just live in their life. Or you just live in your life. And people are just, like, making comments. Like, why would you buy this? And why would you buy that? And um, it's, like, you can say that. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that I don't see something. I'd be like, ooh, baby, that was the dumbest thing ever. But I don't post it. And I feel like when you go around out your way to post something on somebody's comments about what they chose to buy, you calling it stupid and all of that, bringing that to their attention, it's weird. Like, I don't know if we were never, if everyone was never taught. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And I feel like social media, that rule is like non-existent. So um, pocket watching is definitely a thing. But what I have found myself to do, and this was even before so this is when I'm not on social media, when I'm just around. And it's called, and I call it life watching. Not pocket watching, but life watching. And I've, I'm, a, I'm very guilty of doing that. I mean, I'm guilty of doing it in a different, in a different way. So what I have found when I, just, when I life watch is I look at somebody else from the outside and I see what they have going on for themselves. Like, for instance, um, I'll see a woman... <laughs> Like, I've, I've seen coworkers that I've worked with and been like, wow, um, you know, she got it all. Um, like, she seems like she has the support. Um, she has the love, the kids, the structure, um, the ambition, and, you know, the know-how. I don't have that. Something must be wrong with me. I'm never afraid to admit when, like, I'm looking at somebody and being like, God damn, I just want a piece of what you got, hun. And... I'm starting to realize that adds to my mental and it adds to my anxiety. It adds to my, how I view myself and how I look at everything that I have done in my progress in my life. Um, I know for the majority, it was people who have graduated college. Ah, I beat myself up so bad about not finishing school for such a long time. And sometimes I still have that inkling to do the same thing. But when I... When I was going through, like, I want to say 20, 
2017 to 2019, 2014 wasn't hard. And you would have thought, no, 2017 through, two, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm getting my years jumbled. 2017 through 2019 was hard for me because a lot of my classmates were graduating from college, like a lot of them were graduating from college, which I'm so proud of my high school graduating class. Um, they said we wasn't going to be able to do it, and it's a lot of degreed 2014ers out there. So <laughs> in, in, in any realm, like associate's degree, um, bachelor's degree, master's, it's a lot of degreed people in 2014 of Jennings, and I am just so proud of that. But nonetheless, um, those two years were hard for me because a lot of my classmates were graduating, a lot. And I was just like, oh, my God, they about to get the life that I wanted. If only I would have just stuck in there. And now I'm about to fail. I'm failing. I didn't graduate. That makes me less deserving. And I went through it. And it wasn't until I started to analyze my own life, like, girl, no, you did not finish school. But, yes, you are in the same hallways, if not bigger hallways than some of these people that are degreed. And it wasn't a way of like talking down about these people because I'm not that type of person. But it was more like, um, why the hell are you down in what you got going on and the road that you decided to take? So that particular portion, I started to get under control because then I started to look and be like, well, I mean, I've made this amount of money. I've done this. I've done that. And then I started to see the reality is that a lot of my classmates, though they did have their degrees, were not working in their field or were having a hard time getting into their field or they decided not to even do anything of their field. And then I was like, damn, like I, I've been sitting over here in my house, in my mind, in my job, like shit, I could have done better than this. I could have been doing this, that, and the third if I would have just stuck in there and, you know, tried a little bit harder. And then it dawned on me, bitch, you did try. You tried for six years. You tried. You tried your damnedest. I think 20, no, yeah, spring of 20, fall of 2019. Or was it spring of 2020? It was spring of 2020. Spring of 2020 is when I had decided, okay, I can't. I can't do it. And it was, you know, and I applaud myself for that only because I had no clue what was coming for, like, college people period like the virtual shit that came because I think I stopped doing classes for my job I want to say in 20 was it 2020 it was the fall of 2019 it was like I want to say October of 2019 that's when I was like you know what let me go ahead and withdraw from my classes um I don't want to do this um, it's getting too hard I had just got a job that I was working 12 hours a day, even though I was doing three on, four off, or four on, three off, I, it just was too much. It was too much. And then my relationship at the time, or whatever I was calling it at that time, my situationship, whatever I was in in 2019 was, like, rough. And it was not one of those, like, situations where I could, I could focus on everything all at once. I will say that my mind was not where it was. And then 2020 hit. And so, in a way, I kind of look back and be like, okay... You would have you would have been way worse off if you would have known what was coming in the future. Like none nobody knew what was coming for kids in college that they would have to go virtual and they weren't online students and they became online students. Like I know that was probably pure hell for them kids, for people. Period. Them adults, grown ups, because kids ain't the eighteen year olds and eighteen to twenty two is not the only people that's in college. Let me tell you that. 
So I know it was like probably a hard thing for anybody trying to get their bachelor's or associate's or their master's degree. It was a hard couple of years. So um, I got that under control, though. I got life watching when it came to college. I got that under control. And then I started to have another life watching situation. She know what she wants. Um, even though she didn't go to school, she she was able to get her hustle on, do her side hustle. Why aren't things working for me? And she looked like she in a great relationship and all of that. And I've always known you cannot always take the outside picture that you see as for face value. You cannot always do that. But I had a hard time with that. Like I had a hard time processing like. It ain't always what it seemed on the outside. But then I started to be envious of people who was making money, who was traveling, who was on vacations, who was falling in love, having kids, and everything that I thought my life was projected to be on, and it's not. And and for a while, I was just like, bro, I'm not. Something has to be wrong. Something has to be wrong because my job is making sense. Uh, my home life is making sense. Like I would tell myself things to keep my mind on track, but then I start, I would start believing it. I'd be like, no, I don't have a degree, but I got my own place. I'm paying my bills. Um, I got me a car. Um, you know, I'm cool. And this is when I was single. I'm cool. I ain't got no, I mean, I'm single now, but this is when I was unattached, like to no one. I'm cool. I ain't got nothing going. I ain't got no drama going on around me. My girls are cool. I got my bills paid. My car is good. You know, newer year car, own house, just a puppy, no kids. You know, trying to make myself believe, okay, I'm living my dream when I didn't feel like I was. I'm supposed to be jet-setting, having sex in the most amazing places with my man, um, getting closer to being married and all this other stuff. And it just wasn't going that way. Like, even now. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, you know, I'm I'm real about it, y'all know how I am, I'm transparent as fuck, I am working, yes, still have my own spot with my roof over my head, you know, still got my own car, still making shit shake, even when there seems to not be a way to make nothing shake, I'm still doing that, in an up and down situation, but it's not, it, it's not as bad as it could be, but somewhere in my mind, I'm still like, bro, Something still ain't adding up. Something still ain't two and two ain't coming out to be four, and I'm not understanding. So I say all of this to say, like, when you life watch, because I'm still in the process of getting over life watching, you start to down your own progress so much, and it's not it's not healthy at all. You get to thinking and not looking at your bigger picture. It's your bigger picture. Like, you're the artist of the picture that you're creating. You get to looking around and being like, shit, her grass look green as fuck. The landscape's gorgeous. She got her roses and tulips and all that shit. I mean, that's a beautiful build out. But then you look at your own stuff. You look at your own area. You like, it's chaos over here. It's not right. Um, I'm failing. I'm doing bad. I'm not where I'm, I should be. I could be doing so much better and all of that. And yeah, you could have those talks. And you could be like, yeah, I'm doing better. I'm doing good. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You can have those talks because those talks are you supposed to have those talks with yourself because that keeps you going. But for me, I've been in this space of like, nah, things ain't getting right. And I was just telling my mom the other day that I've been miserable. 
I've been miserable because I feel like I don't have a grip on the things that I want. Um, I don't have the, you know, everything's not falling into place. I'm feeling like I'm losing traction in certain areas. Like, I just feel like I don't have control. And then the more and more I go through my days of sitting down and, and looking around me and realizing, no, I don't have it under control. I don't have it under the control in a way that I want to, but I can get there. And no, my picture may not be clear right now, but I can get there. And so life watching is so dangerous. Pocket watching and life watching is dangerous because you really do stunt your own growth. You really do push off your own goals. You really start to miss what your true desires are. And you, you just, you, you start to make, you start to make your own mental space a cage and it becomes pure chaos and hell. And that's what it's been feeling like for me. And I think that's why I had decided to take a break because I just, I would look at other podcasts. This is the best example I can say. This was another reason why I, I thought to stop doing it. Like, I really thought to myself, like, you cannot do this shit. And I don't know why you thought you could. So my two year is coming up quick. Um, I can't believe it'll be two years since I've started. But my two years has been coming up quick. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I can't. I can't get past my monthly average numbers. I can't get past my weekly average numbers. I know other podcasters that started and they numbers booming. Like they numbers getting there. They don't seem like they have no problem with getting topics out. They got guests coming on. Those guests are bringing so much to the table. Their content is never ending. It doesn't sound repetitive. Like I was really killing myself. Like they seem cool to listen to and all that. And then my ass would be like, bro, like, it must be my delivery or something. Something cannot be right because I am just not getting where I think I should be. I have a very vivid imagination. I've always known this. I've always known my goals and my aspirations and where I want to be is a lot higher than most. And um, not to say nobody else's goals is low, but, like, mine's are up there. And so where I thought I would be come November almost a year two um with my show I thought I would be in a whole different projection um and then I I had to give myself an applause for me to be my own host for me to be doing it on my own I am really doing a damn thing and for me to be from a city where um you gotta know people to get somewhere here you know what I'm saying like you gotta really know some people you got a really brown nose you really got a brown nose and me having somewhat of the shortcut that I have I still didn't I decided not to use it and it's nothing against the shortcut that I have nothing against that person with so much under their belt and so many leeways and so many connections that they have it's it's not to say that I, I don't want to but it's a way of showing myself yes uh, this is the person I come from like this is this is the profession my dad is in or has been in for years and knows all these people, but I want to do this by myself. Like, I want to do this by myself. I want to be able for me and my dad to look at each other and go, you did this on your own. Like, and I still do. I mean, I still feel like I'm blossoming at the rate that I should, but that's when I have to remind myself, like, no, you don't have your degree, but you are still making money. Could I be making more? Of course. Could my could a degree open up open me up to more doors? 
with in conjunction to the the history and the experience that I have, of course. What 25-year-old, you know, can walk up into a medical field and be like, yes, I have been in these three different lanes in medicine, and I've only been doing it <laughs> for seven years. Like, who, 25. What 25-year-old can look at you and say, yeah, I got seven years of experience in medicine at 25? You know, like, sometimes I got to give myself the applause that I just don't normally give. Um and so that's that's why I'm saying, like, take it from a person who is literally causing herself anguish in her own mind. Like I said earlier in the show, healing don't stop. Uh, and I'm just decided not to wait to my full healing transformation for me to be like, yeah, I'll get back to recording when I record, when I noticed it was something that I needed to do. So I'm saying this to say, y'all, please don't, please don't life watch and pocket wife, pocket wife. <laughs> please don't pocket watch and Life watch the next person because you're going to block so much and cause yourself so much turmoil and be miserable. And if you're anxiety prone like myself, you're going to overthink. You're going to not trust your decisions. You're going to think that everything that you want to do is not going to come into fruition. Today is a good day for me. Period. Today is a, a good day where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck my friends at this point. Shit. I'm about to just do what I got to do, go back to what I love doing, go back to what I've been doing, and put my passion back into what I've been doing, and we just going to see where this goes. Am I going to stop overthinking tomorrow? Fuck no. Am I going to put this Am I gonna put this episode up and be like, ooh, ooh well, no matter what the numbers look like, no matter what the response is, we're going to record next week. <laughs> like, it's, it's not like that's going to change, but I'm definitely staying right here in my lane, in my yard where the grass is as green as I want it to be for right now. And I'm going to paint my picture. And I'm going to paint my picture with tunnel vision because I can't look at anybody else's. And that's for every area in your life. If you if everything makes sense and you're trying to figure out where your significant other is, because I'm not about to be that girl to tell you that there's so much more out here other than love. It is. But if that's something that you know that all your other lanes is taken care of and that's something that you're focusing on, don't look at nobody else's life with that because you never know what somebody else sitting in. It can look like... It can look like Sierra and Russell and be Ike and Tina behind closed doors. Like, you you just don't know what you got going on. You don't know what the next person got going on. If you have a relationship and everything else look right, but you want kids or you want a child with who you with, and it's not it's not happening like you want it to, don't look at the next woman's life and be like, oh, she got her kids easily. That's why she keep, we don't know what's going on with her womb. If you got everything else together and you still trying to figure out your place in life in terms of like working and stuff like that, do not look at the next person because you do not know what it took for them to get where they at. So y'all don't pocket watch, don't life watch and just take it from me. So that was today's topic um, was life watching. And, you know, we about to get into this jam session because I got some music to talk about. Okay. So, in my absence, and hey, we talking about the girls today. I ain't got no men to give y'all because I have not listened to Young Thug's album. Uh, probably won't. <laughs> Just being honest, probably won't. Uh, I may or may not. But, uh, so I'm going to start off with Megan, uh, which is new because I would usually end with her if I have a couple artists. So, Megan put out something for the hotties. And... Of course, again, y'all know if you if you are a returning listener, you know that I am a stand of Megan. This is a hot girl, girls locker room. I mean, you could be a barb, a city girl, whatever you want to call yourself. You can be a part of Lotto's crew, and don't matter. But this 
host is a part of Hot Girl Nation. She is a part of the stands. <laughs> She's a part of the, the stables, shall I say. But um, nonetheless, so she surprised her fans with an album. Uh, she gave us a, at least a week notice that she was putting something out. She did tell us like around um, when she was coming out, when she was doing her, uh, her, um, what's, what's, what's she call her parties? God damn it. I'm tongue tied. When she, uh, Hottie World. No, that's her YouTube. And when she, so she throws parties and she was throwing one for Halloween and a hottie party. There we go. She was throwing a hottie party for Halloween and that was one of her surprises. So she wanted us to know that she was putting out something on the 29th. She had another surprise for us on Halloween weekend. So I'm like, okay, well, what could it have been? I'm thinking she about to just put out a single or a freestyle. No, she announces that she's putting out a whole album full of her freestyles and some things that she had in the archive. So she has been putting out some far-ass freestyles. Personally, my favorite, since she's been putting out stuff since, I think she put something out in December. It was Megan Monday. It was December, and she had put out the Megan Monday freestyle when she was in her pajamas. Or when she was in that tracksuit, uh, fresh-faced. And then she put out Southside Forever. Um, then it was the out-of-town freestyle. And then it was the tuned-in freestyle. And out of all four of them freestyles, I can say tuned-in is by far my favorite freestyle. And Southside Forever had a hold on me. But when she put out tuned-in... Tuned in was cool because it was something new for me. I have never seen her on a fun beat like that. And she carried, okay? Carried. And I was so proud. So when she announced that she was putting her freestyles out on something that we could like tangibly hold, I was like, ah, shit, my ass ain't got to be listening to YouTube no more. <laughs> I can actually put this shit up <laughs> in my car. So I was excited. Now, I will say on the first listen through with something for the hotties, I was not. When I say I was not feeling it, oh, my God, I was not. Other than the freestyles, I was not feeling it. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, what is this? And I was more mad because I was expecting, I think when we heard, when you say you want to hear Tina Snow, you expect the shit she gave in Tina Snow. Now, don't get me wrong. I love something for the hotties, but it took me a listener to to be a complete fan. Um, on the initial listen, I fucks with opposite. I fucks with opposite day from number one and Tina Snow interlude. I don't know what it is about artists putting their best beats and their best songs as an interlude. Cause now I want an extended version to Tina Snow interlude. I we need it pretty much. Take a little Kiki off and give me a whole set of bars. So, um, but opposite day had my heart from the jump. There was no denying that opposite day was far. Um, what else? Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat was cool. Now, I'm going to be honest. She could have kept eating and warning. <laughs> I, I don't mind them not being on there. But Megan's piano was crazy. She just, it just, it's cool seeing her with new producers. Because not only, so Juicy, of course, did one. Um, Laju did a couple, I think. I think he did Tennis Snow Interlude. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to know. I'm gonna have to go, but I know uh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go look. <laughs> I know the producers that were on the album, of course, was Juicy, um, Laju, uh, Murder, and I was so hyped when I heard Murder on the beat. So it's not, not when I heard that, I was so geeked. Like 
if you've been a fan from Megan, you you know that like I'm it's some it's just producers I want to hear her with. And so her and Murda, um, who else on there? Is OG Parker on there? I don't know. Uh damn. Who is all on this girl's album? But her and her and people that was on the album that's on there that's that has writing credits was just crazy pretty much um I, we, I should know who all on her but pretty much hearing my baby with some new with some new producers was fire <laughs> i really am waiting on to her take you fuck these niggas up on the beat with her because i think them two in the beats will be them two in the beat them two, <laughs> them two in the booth would be crazy um but yeah i was not a fan of the entire project on my first listen um, I do know I was hyped for Let Me See It. When the track list came out, baby, you couldn't tell me nothing. When I saw Let Me See It, I'm like, all I want to hear is Pimp go, bend over, let me see it. <laughs> so hearing him, hearing his voice in the song made me so happy. Like, loved it. So, um, like I said, I know I mentioned this before. She does have tracks. She does have songs that he never put out that his wife gave her. So that she could remix and remaster the songs and add her voice with him and all of that. But she did say she is waiting on the perfect opportunity to use that so that she don't use it in vain and that she brings what she needs to bring to the song. So I'm super excited for the next couple projects. She did mention her and Juicy mentioned on the album that she is breaking away from her label. So I think the Meg that we fell in love with, like the Tina Snow and stuff, I think we're going to get way more of that. I think we're going to get way more of her eating up beats like she was when she first hopped on the scene. Because I think people got to understand, when you're a rookie or you're a new artist and your label, and you haven't you haven't proven yourself to other labels that you can come in and do your own shit, um, that you can bring in plaques, get numbers up and all of that, when you can't prove that to a label, they're going to be very controlling over what you can and cannot put out. And so I feel like, Carl and them and fifteen hundred was very controlling of what the sound was because there's other people on her label that sounds just like her and not saying it's a copycat but just saying that's their vibe that they're on. So I'm excited to see what she does when she gets away from fifteen hundred. I'm super excited. We already know Rockefeller doing a Rockefeller, mm. Rock Nation doing a thing on the business tip because she is getting endorsement after endorsement. Opportunities after opportunities. The girl is finally being represented well with photo shoots and all that. Because her glamour, her glamour, glamour photo shoot was the shit, okay? Um, so, yeah, that's all I have for something for the hotties. And now I just want to talk about Summer. Um, so, Summer put out over it, I want to say, like a year and a half ago. And that bitch is still in rotation for me. I, I will play um, Tonight, Me, Like It body all of that <laughs> playing games all of that like all of it i will play over it top to bottom it still gets spun all of that and so um she put out still over it um i want to say she put that out a week after something for the hotties came out i believe she put that out on the third on november third quote me if i'm i mean tell me if i'm wrong now don't quote me because i could be wrong but I did not listen to Still Over It on the initial because I was still, you know, listening to Megan and I wanted to give that, I wanted to give Still Over It. I wanted to go in understanding that this woman was hurt, uh, that 
pretty much if you are sitting in hurt or sitting in a relationship that's not doing well, that it could be triggering. And it could be triggering to hear another woman's story and see your own reflection in it. And that's what I was hesitant to to watch it, watch it, listen to it. Um, because I I know what that feels like, you know? Like you as a woman, I don't care what part of stage you are in in dating. You went through what she went through. See, the thing is, women try to be all high and mighty and be like, a nigga ain't never did me like that. I feel bad. Somebody out here getting played, but it ain't, you're not getting played right now. But trust and believe, you've been there. No matter if you sat in it for 30 days, 2 days, 90 days, a year, 12 months, it don't matter. You, you've been in her position where somebody has let you down that you were in love with or that you saw a future with. So... I wanted to be in the right headspace to listen to the album. And what I can say is that girl is talented beyond her means. Like, I don't think she realizes her talent. Um, it is great. It is amazing. Um, I hope that whatever she went through with this with London, it does not take away how good she understands how musically talented she is. She is just very talented. Um I felt bad pretty much because people was clowning her from both ends, men and women, clowning the girl, like clowning her for her using her music as her open diary. And that's what makes art. That's what's make. That's what takes an artist that's, that's dope to amazing when they use their platform and they use their talent as their diary. It's crazy. And so I just, I feel her story throughout that whole album and I ain't, I can't judge her. Like I said, I've been there, you know, I've been at the space that she's in. But um, the songs that resonate with me a lot, Circus, because I, I have a weird thing about people having too much control. Not even too much control, too much, uh, when I feel like, I feel like they have too much power because my emotions are a lot. I don't have small emotions. I don't have hard, tough girl. I don't. I'm soft. I'm real sweet in the inside. I'm, I'm like a... Um, is it a what is what is the the twisty roll pop? There it is. I'm like one of them. <laughs> in the bubble the bubble gum pop. I'm real tough on the outside, but once I let you in, baby, soft like putty. It just it, that's just how I am. So circus definitely resonates with me. Um, reciprocate. Ooh, reciprocate is really something. Uh, for the baby mama, I I can't. I'm not. A, I'm not a mother, so I can't really you know attest to that. But I felt for her. like I felt for her. And I think what really frustrated me was, well, he, you had three examples before you. Yeah, niggas know how to sweet talk. <laughs> like, let's be clear. Men know how to sweet talk. Men know how to put up a game. Men know how to put up airs for you. All of that. Trust me, when they want something, when a man is very solid, people, not even, let me not even put this on men. When a person really wants something out of you and really wants something out of you. And there are men out here that really want kids. They don't want marriage. They don't want that. They want babies. They want, they want something that they can make theirs. And for a lot of men, kids is something you can't take away from them. It don't matter what, how they treat their child. At the end of the day, they know that child is still theirs. Weird, I know, doesn't make sense. So we never know what that girl was being whispered, told, none of that. So, um, but yeah, the, the album is beautiful. It's crazy. It's beautiful. It makes you, um, like I said, if you've been there, you, you definitely going to see yourself in some of these songs. And you got to be gentle with it, you know? So I think she did great. Um, I see this being another album that is going to be in rotation for a long time. 
um, hell, I still listen to her EPs because CPR, yeah, that's that thing right there. CPR is a really good EP. Um, you know, she just she's she's just she's talented, and I I hope she never stops. Um, I know she got some like a lot of things like some anxiety herself and social anxiety and stuff, but hopefully she can get that under control. Um, because if not, she probably won't be doing music for that much longer. But I think she should take like the response from the album and and just you know fuck that nigga. Yeah, <laughs> period. Like, and this this is coming from a girl that's been there. Fuck that man. Okay, forget him. Do your thing. Like Cardi, like Cardi B's Cardi B's message to her was real shit, and I applaud Cardi B. Like, girl, fuck these haters. Fuck these people. Raise your child. Tell your story, get your money, and keep moving. Like, and that's a lot. A lot of women gotta do that. A lot of women gotta put that hurt up and keep it going. So it's it's cool to see that she used her album as a way to like express her feelings. So, and that's all I have for jam session today. And it was a pleasure to be back in front of this mic. It feels so good to get an episode out and to you know be back and doing what I do best and what I love and y'all don't understand me making this this episode definitely just made my day I hope you all are having a good Wednesday a great morning um head out to work with a great outlook on life and know that if you feel like your your situation and what you got going on in your life it will get better if it's not at the peak spot that you want it to be it will get there so with that being said Thank you guys for listening and for ever being a locker mate with me. And we will be back. <laughs> Crazy, right? We'll be back next week at 9 a.m. As usual, I am back and y'all ain't getting rid of me. All right, y'all. Bye. <laughs>